here with uh, George Mason University. I'm going to do a little bit of a different step today. Uh, we're going to do a lightning review and basically it's just me breaking down an article. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, an article titled is free and reduced price lunch a valid measure of educational disadvantage and I'm going to link to this article because it's open access and you can get access to that. Um, so basically educational researchers often use this free and reduced price lunch status to measure socioeconomic disadvantage. So typically students in the US whose uh, household income is less than 130% of the poverty line, so we're talking about $32,000 for a family of four, um, qualify for free lunch. And those between 130 and 185% of the poverty line, so that's looking at $45,000 for a family of four, qualify for reduced price lunch. Basically, this program was set up that poor or near poor students get at least one nutritious meal during school days. Um, I mean, I've used this myself in almost all the articles I've written when I need to give a status of a school. But the question is, how valid is this measure? So this group from UNC Chapel Hill, Census Bureau, UC Irvine, and the University of Chicago uh, published this article just in 2018. And answered this question. So the school lunch program was founded in 1946. It serves about 30 million students at a cost of about uh, $12.6 billion annually. Now this is a huge program. Uh, close to 99% of public schools use the program and 60% of school-aged U.S. kids regularly receive meals through this program. And this, this is typically the only socioeconomic status indicator that we have. And it comes from student parent or guardian reports of total household income the month prior to enrollment in the program. Now, the effect of these numbers is huge. It affects school finance policies like how are Title I funds allocated? And these Title I's are supplemental funds for poor students. Um, now, in this article, the participants were eighth graders in California Public School District and Oregon Public Schools. So they used data from 2004 to 2014 in Oregon and 2008 to 2014 in California. And the study used IRS records of students' annual household income, so not students' income, but their household income, and student admin records from the schools. Uh, to examine the relationship between this national school lunch program enrollment category, so free or reduced, and economic resources in students' homes, and then students' educational achievement through standardized tests. Now, the original data from the free or reduced lunch program are based largely on unverified family reports of income, and they're built around the federal poverty line, which, full disclosure, I didn't even know this, is based on dated ideas about the relation uh, between food costs and total expenditures and neglects the role of taxes, non-cash transfers uh, in family budgets and overlooks geographic variation in the cost of living. And also this um, reduced lunch program number provides no measure of parental education, neighborhood resources, the stability of housing for that student or that family, um, and a ton of other factors that we've researched to show that has an effect on educational outcomes and experience. Because, I mean, that's what we're trying to uh, level this number, right? So, interestingly, these data are not collected for research purposes at schools and districts. 
but we use them in research. So they're probably not collected with the highest scientific rigor, although the article highlights a lot of ways in which they're suggested to be checked. But we as researchers are using these data in scientific research. Now, the authors looked at two types of validity. So we're going to go super quick, quantitative, jump into this. So convergent, simplified, uh, convergent validity. They were looking at the relationship between IRS and school reported enrollment in the free or reduced lunch program. So basically saying they assume that a valid measure of socioeconomic disadvantage should correlate with the income of IRS farms. Um, and then the second validity is predictive val validity. And they asked about the relationship between school reported free or reduced lunch program enrollment and student test scores. So simply looked at how IRS data correlated with academic achievement and if free or reduced lunch program measures correlate less strongly with academic measures than uh, IRS data, then we may have an issue using this free or reduced lunch program data uh, as a valid measure. Now, the results, the authors kind of suggested that, hey, school data on students' national uh, school lunch program enrollment don't really do a good job at capturing students' socioeconomic resources if measured by IRS uh, reported annual income. But school uh, reported measures of students' free or reduced lunch program enrollment actually correlate strongly with test scores than similar measures. So what did I just say? So what they found was that the national school lunch program data may actually better capture student educational disadvantage than annual household income data does. So essentially what they're saying is that since the scores can predict test scores, the categories of the free or reduced lunch program can capture income volatility. Educators' perceptions of family resources, that's you the teacher, and other dimensions of disadvantage beyond annual income. Now, finally, they conclude that the degree to which this measure of free or reduced lunch program captures student poverty actually varies across the schools, and essentially meaning that your school level free or reduced lunch program enrollment, let's say it's 80% at XYZ elementary school, provides an imprecise measure of school level economic disadvantage. Okay, so we of course discuss generalizability here, right? So this is California and Oregon, and although it's consistent across the two locations in the data they've, data they found, we need more data to make some national generalizations. The other is that IRS data is a year long and the free or reduced lunch program is set up month to month. So that's why you can set it up uh, and enroll the month before and that's why you're putting your month before income on those documents. Now, to me, the study was fascinating. They basically say that free or reduced lunch programs may be an inappropriate as a proxy for household income. And they kind of say that the free or reduced lunch program data don't measure student level differences uh, at well, and the school and district level data have a lot of holes. But they did find that free or reduced lunch program enrollment actually predicts academic achievement more effectively than IRS data does. And they equate this finding to the fact that when kids are enrolled in this program, that program in itself is actually an educational intervention just in itself. 
So the big question or challenge at the end of the educational research um, researchers need to reflect on what they mean by disadvantage and what are they measuring when they use free or reduced lunch program data. Essentially, if these data imprecisely distinguish poor and non-poor schools, they may impede efforts to provide supports for those students who are actually in need. I think this article brings up a lot of good questions and brings in a lot of good information. Hopefully this is a taste, a sample of this uh, piece. If you're more interested in this, I've cited the full citation and a link to it. And uh, hopefully you can go in and uh, read a little bit more on it. Thanks.